What's up, Hung Up family? Thank you for tuning in to another week, another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black-ass queer perspective. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole, a.k.a. Life Coach Eric. You can find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and social media platform by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Tap that bio link to get access to past episodes, podcasts that I was a guest on. You can also access the Hung Up Pod merch store. Show your support. Support And then get your tickets to Philly Black Pride. Hung Up Pod Live. Y'all know my YouTube channel with Tony Purnell. We are collaborating with Jay Latang and Philly Black Pride this year. So just thank you, Jay, um, for reaching out. Tony and I are just excited to be in the building. Tony and I certainly want the people to know that we are here. So thank you for reaching out and giving us the opportunity because Candace Dillard will be in the building, also performing. Y'all know Candace from the Real Housewives of Potomac and also artist and singer. Get your tickets starting April 28th through the 30th. Every day, all day is shit going on. So tap the bio link so you can see what's going on. Again, thank you, Jay Latay, for this collaboration. And Tony and I were asked to do something with Lee, President Lee Thomas, and is really running Philly Black Pride and has been. They want us on the scene and to do a podcast episode. And so we're excited to do that, too. So we have two events coming up with Philly Black Pride. So show your support and love. If you go to the Instagram page at Hung Up Pod, I recently uh, made some posts. And again, you can just tap the bio link to get access and find out all the information that you need. So shout out to Jay Latte and Lee. Tony and I, Hung Up Pod, is really excited to be working with you and Philly Black Pride. I'm so hung up. Big shout out to Trina, Tiny Desk. That's what you heard in the intro. Real quick clip. So the girls don't tag me. <laughs> Did y'all see it? On April 7th, NPR Music, Tiny Desk. It was a re They said introduce you guys to the baddest bitch, but it was a reintroduction for me and a lot of us because it's Trina. It was good to see our girl in an appropriate space. Some people were saying on Twitter, like, why? Like, what do you mean why? This should have been happening, honestly. And this arrangement... This arrangement was everything for me. And were those background singers not giving everything, those three black women, giving 
I, I mean, like, I honestly, yeah, I love the Nan and Baddest Bitch. And again, it was really the arrangement of the songs. We got to really hear the lyrics and also the instruments in the background. Loved it. But for me, what really got me were the slow songs. <laughs> she came in with Mama and Trina was even tearing up herself during that performance. Like that song... I got my life with single again. And here we go. Like, I just, I enjoy Trina in this space and could honestly use a live version of this. Like, Trina, you could go on tour. Like, we, the the people will buy the tickets. Is, Is Trina on tour right now? Okay, now wait a minute. Let me see. Trina. Hold up, hold April 14th. Don't play with me. No, she not. No, she not. Gonna be at the Leah Core Center. Hold on. Legends of the Streets is gonna be at the uh, Leah Core Center. And I think Okay, wait, I'm I'm late because this is so the Legends of the Streets reloaded tour 2023 will be one of the most iconic tours of all time. Okay. Legends performing on the various dates include Jeezy, Rick Ross, Jada Kiss, Gucci, Two Chains, Cameron, Trina, and more. And it looks like it's kicking off here in Philadelphia at the Leah Corps on the 14th. That's just in a few days. Then they're going to be in Hampton, Virginia, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Newark, New Jersey, and then Brooklyn. And then I don't see any other dates. And Trina is listed as an artist. So, okay. I Look, I'm I'm just finding this out. We in some, Look, find, we may be finding this out together. Some of y'all that's listening. I mean, if you're up in this area on the East Coast side. And you okay with some of these other ones? I didn't mention one rapper's name, but they got another one up there. I didn't want to mention his name. So if you could stomach it <laughs> some of these other people maybe it's not too bad i want to see trina though i feel like trina the legend that she is all the songs all the hits that she has she could absolutely stand alone um as she has done in the past but i was just like i mean the npr was just a little tease and i just want some more <laughs> not it wasn't a tease it was good it was really really good i think i just yearning for a little bit more and I love seeing Trina in this kind of space I I haven't seen it maybe she's done venues or sets like this before and I could be ignorant to the fact but I like this and I'm hung up so this week I just couldn't help I know many of us just couldn't help ourselves but to be triggered in so many ways by this story that's coming out of the state legislator in Tennessee The House of Representatives expelled two black lawmakers, state representatives, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. State Representative Gloria Johnson was not voted out by one vote. So she made it by one vote. And so the three of these individuals together have been referred to as the Tennessee Three. The Tennessee Three were reprimanded after joining demonstrators who gathered on March 30th at the state house demanding gun law changes. And when you go back and you listen um, to what was happening 
on March 30th. You can hear that the Republicans very much just wanted to, quote unquote, stay on topic, avoiding this discussion around gun laws. But the Tennessee Three knew that the only way that they could call attention to the alarming number of mass shootings and the issues that we are having with um, assault weapons in this country is to disrupt the process. And they did just that. When this first happened, of course, many of us were in shock, followed by feelings of frustration and and anger. Because we, we constantly see Republicans working extra hard to ignore all the important issues while pushing others that are not issues and have no merit, like making drag queens appear dangerous to children when really men are, straight ones, particularly the church. I know y'all just saw that story that came out about those 600 kids. And this divide between Democrats and Republicans in this country is so vile, and I don't know how there can be a coming together. We often hear President Biden talk about this and, and other presidents and other politics, other politicians say the same shit coming together. We got to talk to each other. But how when it's clear that one side is overwhelmingly driven by white supremacy and capitalism? For many of us, like myself, um, we didn't know the names Justin Jones and Justin Pearson before March 30th, but we do now. And listening to their voices, listening to the sound bites that came out of this ridiculous situation, it gave a lot of us goosebumps because so many people were comparing it to the videos and the voiceovers of civil rights leaders from back in the 60s and the 70s. I wanted to dig just a little bit and tell you all some background on these two black men because what may seem as an isolated issue, one fueled by racism and a lack of comprehension or empathy around gun control and protecting our children. Myself and many others believe that this was a calculated move, one done out of frustration around two black men, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, who refuse over the years to shut up and sit down. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson continue to advocate for the people who elected them. On March 30th, they stood up and did exactly what their constituents, the people that they represent, the people who love them in their communities and they love back, they did exactly what they were expected to do, what they were put in those offices to do, to be a voice of the people, the people who were being ignored, the people who are being ignored. And we can see by this display, these two black men being voted out that this country continues to ignore even the politicians, not just black people, but the people who represent them that were voted in office to represent them are also being ignored and punished for standing up and speaking out. The world is watching Tennessee. The world is watching Tennessee. Because what is happening here today is a farce of democracy. What is happening here today is a situation in which the jury has already publicly announced the verdict. Just yesterday, the House Speaker took to national news to condemn us and call for expulsion before any evidence was presented, before any trial happened. And so 
what we see today is just a spectacle. What we see today is a lynch mob assembled to not lynch me, but our democratic process. But it will not stand. And I want y'all to know, so these, these young, and these are very young black men. So Justin Jones is a true community organizer and is no stranger to political and racial demonstrations. Jones led a 61-day protest outside of the state capitol after the murder and execution of George Floyd back in 2020. Hundreds of people were arrested, including Jones. And if you remember, protesters were camped out for those 61 days, and that in and of itself sparked protests nationwide. Justin Jones also led protests to have the bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest removed. Nathan Bedford Forrest was a prominent Confederate Army general and was the first Grand Wizard of the KKK back in 1876. And I remember this also sparked a movement throughout the country or maybe was a part of the movement to remove statues and bust all these things that represent and celebrate a bloody, hateful, racist American past. Today, hundreds of statues have either been removed or renamed. And this work must continue. It really is a tug of war. You have a big part of America that is working hard to preserve this Confederate racist history and erase black history. And then there's this other part of the country, it seems, fighting to simply just tell the truth of the American story. The truth that very much involves black people, our stories, our experiences, our triumphs, and our downfalls. That is American history. And this history of blackness includes the trans and the queer experience. And now you have multiple sides. You have you have people within both groups on both sides fighting to do the same thing they want to do to black people in general, which is erase them, erase their history, make sure they're not safe in their communities, offer them no health care, no education, no resources. It really feels like so many tug of wars going on at the same time here in America and the chaos we see playing out the violence that we see playing out on a daily basis, weekly, monthly basis in this country is a direct symptom of that. And now let's talk a little bit about Justin Pearson. Justin helped lead a campaign on a crude oil pipeline that was set to cut through his black neighborhood in Memphis. This was the Bihalia, B-Y-H-A-L-I-A, Connection Pipeline. And when asked about this pipeline, Justin said the Bihalia Connection Pipeline is an environmentally racist and unjust project that is being planned to run through South Memphis because they call the community the path of least resistance, Pearson said. We've seen the terror of pollution in this community for far too long. Both of my grandmothers, including the one who live in this house beside me, have died of cancer. Enough is enough, and our community is resisting to protect our water, protect our people. And through footwork alone, Pearson was able to rally dozens and hundreds of people in his community to join with him, and this created MCAP, the Memphis Community Against the Pipeline. This is the type of organizing that is happening in small pockets all over the country, but we don't hear enough about it. 
mainstream media wants everybody, including black folks, to think that black people are not organizing. Black people are not doing anything to make their community safer. The fact of the matter is, is when we do do it and we have done it, it's, you know, white folks find a way to sabotage it. And, you know, Pearson really had the spirit of advocating from a very young age. According to the News Channel 3, this is a local reporting station in Tennessee, Pearson fought for better textbooks for him and his classmates back in high school. So Justin's not new to this. He's just true to this. And I'm sure that plays into why those people in Tennessee voted to have him represent them in their community. Now, look, let's stand back and look at the situation from a bird's eye view. You know, this brought a lot of attention to these two young lawmakers. And they got a lot of donations, too, that came in for them. And I think that's going to, you know, ultimately help them run for offices in the future. But on the negative side, the situation sets a terrible precedent across the country for when a majority is just sick and tired of hearing from the minority right how they can just throw them out and discard them like yesterday's trash it's terrible and so again i said all this to say i don't think this was random i think this was just the cherry on top and the good old boys wanted to show these two lawmakers wanted to make an example out of them but a lot of people are saying that it's gonna it, it really just ended up backfiring Um, Everything's pointing to both of these young men being voted back in. Right now, I'm seeing in the news that Representative Justin Jones is back in his seat. It looks like for Pearson, the verdict is still out. According to Newsweek.com, the Shelby County Board of Commissioners is set to hold a vote on reinstating Pearson Wednesday. So that's tomorrow. Raising the possibility that both Democrats could return to the state house in less than a week after they were expelled. And there you have it, Hunger Family. I really just wanted to share this story. A lot of it, many people have heard, and a lot of focus is on the expulsion. But I just wanted to share a little background on these two lawmakers, um, some positive background that these young men have been in the community, stopping the pavement, doing the work rallying the community, advocating for the people, advocating for the people that elected them. And it was just almost unbelievable to see the balls, the big racist balls that these Republicans had. And the the question really is, will it get worse before it gets better? Some people are thinking so. I saw some comments on a few posts that I made on the Instagram Hunger Pod page. Some people think it's going to get worse before it gets better because there's work to do on so many levels before we can get out of this. Especially being that racism is really rooted and grounded. And it's, it's, it's as American as American Pie, is it not? What are your thoughts? Email them into the show. You can contact the show at hungupod at gmail.com. Thank you, Hunga family. That was this week's episode of the Hunga Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole. Don't forget, if you are going to be in the Philadelphia area at the end of this month, that is Philly Black Pride 
and the Hung Up Pod will be on location partying with the people, talking with the community. Candace Dillard will be in the building. We'll be doing an exclusive interview with her. She'll also be performing. Tap that bio link on the Instagram Hung Up Pod page and purchase your tickets. Email the show if you're looking to collaborate, future podcasts, episodes, or you got a business idea. Hit me up at hungupod at gmail.com. That includes brand collaborations and brand and product reviews. Hit me up, hungupod at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Have a safe rest of the week, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.